Jack Cittarelli is the Republican candidate for governor of New Jersey. He's been on this show many times over the last year. Assemblyman, welcome back. Hey, great to be back, David. And thank you. And, and so this is it's getting real. Vote by mail ballots are are out. That means that means somewhere in New Jersey, somebody has already voted in the race for governor. And and you know, I know I know you're you're an underdog. Uh, but one of your consultants said this week that this race is a lot closer than it appears to be. Where where do you think the race is right now? Uh, David, we are right where we need to be. The race is right where we thought it would be. And we will continue doing what we've been doing for the past year and a half. And I'm very confident in the outcome come November 2nd. And the Murphy campaign started running TV ad this week, uh, criticizing you for attending a Stop the Steal rally last November. Now, now, you've said you thought it was a different kind of rally, and in, in fairness, you you appeared on this show in January, and you said you thought Joe Biden was the rightful president. But when I saw this video, you were standing in front of a Stop the Steal banner. How, how did you not know what kind of rally this was? Now, David, I was personally invited by the organizer of that rally. He called me personally on the phone and said that he wanted to have a rally that focused on 2021 and the 121 elections we're having here specific to our state government. That's the governorship and all 120 seats in the state legislature. And uh, when I got to that rally, uh, there were no signs to me that appeared, gave any appearance that it was a stop the steal rally. So I don't know what happened behind me while I was speaking, but that's the truth of the matter. You think somebody just came up from behind and, and held up the banner? Is that... Hey, David, our governor has attended rallies in the past where people had signs that many would feel offensive and not very democratic and un-American. I don't hold the governor responsible for what every single person says or holds at any rally he attends. I can't be responsible for what people are doing uh, while I'm speaking. Uh, But as I said, uh, that's what happened on that given day. And I've said from the very beginning, Joe Biden is our president. And uh, we looked at 2021. Uh, because this is a very, very important year for New Jersey. And I'm focused on New Jersey. When Phil Murphy wants to talk about Donald Trump and stop the steel rallies and Chris Christie, all he wants to do is distract people from his failed record. And this is what we saw in California recently on the, on the recall election, right? It was the, it was named the villain. Is that, is that what you think? You think that's the play that they're running in New Jersey? Listen, we, we knew this is coming. He doesn't want people to focus on his failed record. He's failed seniors and veterans in our nursing homes. He's failed Main Street. He's failed our children who lost an entire year of school. He's failed every New Jersey that's standing online at motor vehicles. He's failed every New Jersey that's waiting month after painful month for their unemployment benefits. He failed the people that were in the path of Tropical Storm Ida. New Jersey leads the nation in deaths uh, for any state that was in that storm's path. So he doesn't want people to be uh, focusing on his failures, which is what we're going to continue to do. He wants to distract people, and he uses Trump to distract them. It's not going to work. People know what this is all about. It's all about New Jersey. And you, I'm speaking with Republican gubernatorial candidate Jack Cittarelli, and you've proposed cutting the, the corporate business taxes. You've, you've proposed freezing property taxes for seniors, not taxing retirement income. Uh, is, is this plan the, the, the way to go? Are you going to be able to pay for this? You bet I can, uh, David, just as easily as Phil Murphy raised the budget $11 billion in less than four years' time. That's more than 30 percent. We can decrease the budget and do fiscally responsible things while providing significant, bold reforms 
that sets the stage for true economic growth. I mean, we're dying a slow death in this state, and I'm tired of going around this state talking to senior citizens who now can't afford to live out their lives in their homes. Their property taxes are more than their mortgage ever was. I mean, it's just not fair. This is a state in which people can't get started, and they can't end it here. And uh, we're going to change that. We need leadership. We need bold leadership. We need bold reforms. The people of New Jersey are ready, and that's exactly what I plan on delivering. In New Jersey policy perspective, uh, which which I understand is 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 a uh, a group that isn't necessarily aligned with with your beliefs, but they have said that your plan to cut corporate business taxes would cost about two billion dollars a year. Do you do you agree with that price tag? My goodness, how bad is their math? The current corporate tax rate is eleven percent. What I've said is let's cut it in half, 1% a, by cutting it 1% a year over a five-year period. And so I think that is a very fiscally responsible way to cut the corporate business tax in half by the time we sit here five years from now. Um, so I, I don't know where they get their math. I'm a CPA. I'm not going to do anything that's fiscally irresponsible. I'm not going to do anything that's going to blow a hole in our budget. I'm not going to do anything that hurt anyone or any community, but we need reforms. Nabisco just moved out of New Jersey and took 600 jobs with it. What does that think tank have to say about that? So what I'm proposing is fiscally responsible. Cutting the corporate business tax 1% a year over a five-year period to cut it in half by the time we're all done is a fiscally responsible way of making New Jersey a better place to do business so we can create jobs. What do you project that to, to cost? Have you, have you done your own, your own math on that, 1% a year over five years? How much will that cost you in the, in the first year? I have, David. The corporate business tax produces anywhere from 3 to $4 billion a year in taxes, in tax revenue. And if you're cutting it 1% a year, um, that would be three to $400 million less if you assume that there's going to be no growth due to a more attractive business environment. Again, what I'm proposing is fiscally responsible. And, and I know, and I'm speaking with, uh, with Jack Cittarelli, the Republican nominee for governor. I mean, we, we all know big, big chunks of the state budget are education, transportation, pensions. Uh, you know, correct me if I'm, if I'm leaving out a, you know, a, a, a significant area. Are there parts of those that you're going you're gonna to cut spending on? Are you going to cut spending on education or transportation? I'm not going to leave any child or community behind, David, and we're not going to adversely affect the quality of education. And I promise every public worker their monthly pension check will be there when they retire. We just need to reprioritize our spending in Trenton. And as I said, just as Phil Murphy has increased spending by $11 billion, more than 30 percent, less than four years' time, we can just as easily sit down and be more frugal with our budget and put New Jersey on a different path forward, one in which we create more jobs. Uh, I don't believe that you increase your revenue by increasing your tax rates. I believe you increase your revenue by having more taxpayers. And you don't achieve that if Nabisco is moving out, which means less corporate business tax, and they're taking 600 jobs with them, which means less income tax and less sales tax. That's the math that Phil Murphy doesn't seem to get, despite his years on Wall Street. And, you know, as, as we talk... I mean, we, we can talk about a lot of issues, but but you know we've 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 both seen the polling. I think we we both see that this that voters in New Jersey really are, are viewing COVID as their top issue. 
you've you've been very critical of the governor's handling of of, of the pandemic. Where do you see the state right now in terms of, of vaccines, in terms of people getting sick, in terms of, of what the governor's doing right and what the governor's doing wrong? Pandemic's not easy. I've said that all along, but neither is democracy, David. And so what I've questioned are the terrible inconsistencies in many of his executive orders. Let's take a look at the recent, um, what he calls a mandate for teachers. It's not a mandate. You have a choice. You either get vaccinated Or if you don't get vaccinated, you have to get tested. But he hasn't given parents a choice. A great many parents want a choice as to whether or not their child should have to wear a mask. A great many parents want a choice to virtual learn, but he's refused to provide that. So I don't know why it is the teacher union gets their way in getting a choice, but parents don't. And it's those inconsistencies. And we saw them time and again throughout the pandemic with the way the governor handled Main Street versus big box stores like Uh, Costco or Walmart and the like. So what people look for is consistency. It infuriates them when they are feeling like it's an unfair playing field because of the inconsistencies. But I've said all along, David, I'm vaccinated. I promoted my vaccination. I encourage people to get vaccinated. But I also respect people's choice. I don't think government has a right to tell anybody they have to take a medicine. When you were in the legislature, you supported seatbelt laws you you know i'm i you know i i i I can think of issues like like batting helmets people are required to wear a batting helmet when they play little league aren't there already areas where the government tells parents how to how to treat their children uh david i also voted for the die with dignity act and i think i was the only republican to do so because i've always supported bodily autonomy i'm not someone who's ever advocated for the overturn of roe v wade because I support bodily autonomy. And therein lies the hypocrisy in Phil Murphy's world. When it comes to the abortion issue, it's always my body, my choice. But suddenly it's not my body, my choice with regard to some of his pandemic mandates. And, and I'm speaking with Republican gubernatorial candidate Jack Chitterelli. You, you, you just brought up abortion. Let me, let me ask you about this. Democrats, Democrats say you're going to, and this is, this is, this is Democrats on Jack Chitterelli, that you'll, you'll roll back legalized abortion in New Jersey, that, that you're going to make New Jersey just like Texas. So let's, I mean, let's alleviate any of the confusion. What, what exactly would you do and not do on abortion issues if you're governor? I would not. I've never supported the overturning of Roe v. Wade. I do not support the new law in Texas. I do believe in parental notification. I don't think there should be abortions after the 20-month mar- 20 mark, which is when science tells us that the baby feels pain, that's bill very, that position is very consistent with Senator Oraho and Senator Panaccio's pain threshold bill. And I think where my position is, David, is really very consistent with where the majority of New Jerseyans are. Let me tell you what New Jerseyans don't believe in. Phil Murphy's bill to allow abortion in months 7, 8, and 9, as performed by somebody other than an M.D., You want to talk about extremism? That's not New Jersey. I don't support that. And I've had Democrats, pro-choice women, come up to me and say that they don't support that. So if you're if you're governor and and, and hypothetically, and I know candidates hate to speak in hypotheticals, but but let's say your governor and the U.S. Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade, would you support some piece of legislation that might codify New Jersey's laws? I think we'll be forced to do that. Um, Now, I'm not a constitutional attorney, 
But I, I think in, if they were to do that, I think we'd be forced to do something. Very clear where I am on the issue. And, and I'm speaking with, with Jack Cittarelli, the Republican nominee for governor. And, and Assemblyman, there's, there's a question I get, I hear over and over from businesses. And, and quite frankly, I think my father would be mad at me if I didn't ask you this question. But, but one of the complaints is that businesses can't compete uh, for labor. They have shortages of employees. They can't get people to work because they say that, that they can't keep up with what the government is paying people not to do their jobs during the pandemic. How, how serious is that issue? And can, could, could you fix that if you were governor? Um, it's very serious, David. And listen, we are our brothers and sisters keeper, and there are hardship cases. But when you make things too easy for too long, you end up with where it is we are today. There is a severe labor shortage in New Jersey because Phil Murphy has been too generous for too long with unemployment benefits and the eviction moratorium. Making matters even worse with regard to the eviction moratorium, he's still sitting on a billion. $1 billion in federal pandemic relief for landlords who still have to pay the mortgage and the property taxes. And yet we have this eviction moratorium. And so we have a great many people that are taking advantage of the handout. I'm all about a hand up. I'm all about taking care of our brothers and sisters. I'm all about taking care of hardship cases. But we are today where we are because of Phil Murphy's policies. And let me say, referring back to the abortion question, too, David, uh, the lies that are spread about me um, are for a reason. Phil Murphy's in trouble, and he knows that this is a horse race, and we're right where we need to be. So I would expect the lies to continue. And you think part of part of the ability to tell truths and to tell lies, I think, is matched with with how much money you have in a campaign. Uh, Governor Murphy's he's outraising you, but but not as much, not by as much as I would have thought an incumbent governor would. My, my, my question is, will you hit the full match? Will you have that full pot of money available to you uh, that, that uh, the Election Law Enforcement Commission will, will give you if you, you raise $10.5 million? More than definitely we will hit. We are right on par with our projections and our forecast, and we will max out. We have more than enough money to win this campaign. But as you know, David, as a student of New Jersey political history, it's not just about the money. Twelve years ago, John Corzine spent $48 million. Chris Christie spent 12. Chris Christie won that race. So it's not just about the money. It's about the message and the messenger. And uh, I shouldn't be standing here today asking for people's vote unless I think we have a better messenger and a better message. Right, well, Assemblyman Jack Cittarelli, a Republican nominee for governor of New Jersey, thank you. Thank you again for joining me on, on, on the New Jersey Globe Power Hour. I, I always appreciate I- when you come on. Well, I appreciate the opportunity, David. Looking forward to next time.